Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to empower women by sharing topics and guests to grow as a confident leader and take your business or your life to the next level. Today, I'm very pleased to have my guest, Claire Netley. And Claire is a coach, a teacher, a speaker, and the founder of the Self-Centered Women, Woman and Better Boundaries. She helps high-performing women break the people-pleasing pattern so they can feel more control of their lives and say yes to the things that matter to them. Today, my theme of the episode is going to be baby steps to boundaries. So please join me in welcoming Claire Nettle. Welcome, Claire. Thank you, Vicky. Thanks for having me here today. I'm really excited to talk about this topic. It's one of my favorite topics to dive into. When I saw your bio, I knew that it was going to be something that I wanted to have on the podcast. So I was so happy that we could match up. Yes, yes. I always start with an easy question, an icebreaker, and it is to share with our audience where you call home, where do you live? Well, that's a good question because I have two places that I call home. I grew up in the UK. I grew up in England and Wales, mm-hmm. uh, but I now live in Melbourne, Australia. And oh. when, yeah, so when I, when I talk about going home, I talk about going back to England for a trip or Wales. And then when I'm over there, I talk about coming home back here. So <laughs> I kind of have two homes. And I think I don't know, you know, if any of your listeners have relocated, my experience is that you never quite leave behind the place that you come from. It's always, it's always with you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I have two homes. I am just the same way. I mm-hmm. was born in, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And mm-hmm. after we were married several years, we moved to Atlanta. And now I actually have lived in Atlanta longer than I lived in Pittsburgh, but I do call them both my home. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? It's funny how that happens. So let's just get right into this so that our audience can get out their pencils and papers to get some notes Mm -hmm. on the answers to some of these great questions you have. What are the boundaries and why are boundaries so important to us? So boundaries are guidelines, standards, limits that we have for ourselves, not for other people. And this Mm -hmm. is one of the biggest misconceptions about boundaries is that they are for other people. They're about trying to control other people. That's not what boundaries are. 
they're really around, like I said, guidelines, standards, and limits that we have for ourselves and we have mm -hmm. for our own behavior and what we will and won't accept and tolerate right. in our lives. So, um, you know, they, there's a psychologist I follow called Dr. Henry Cloud who talks a lot about boundaries. And he says, and I love this, that they keep the bad stuff out and the good stuff in. And that's a beautiful way to describe them. And we have boundaries in all areas of our lives. You know, we can have, we have boundaries with families, mm -hmm. family, friends, intimate partner, our workplace. We can have boundaries with our pets yeah. and our boundaries are flexible. So we'll have different boundaries with different people. Yeah. And uh, we have boundaries, we have physical boundaries, we have intellectual boundaries, emotional, material boundaries, like our time, our energy, our attention, <laughs> all of those things. And they're so important because without them, we can really suffer. We can suffer yeah. from a whole host of, of different things. So they're, they're critical to our well-being. And despite what people might believe, they're critical to the well-being of our relationships. And my life changed dramatically when I started learning about boundaries and incorporating them into my life. Yeah. I think a lot of times people are lost and they don't know why. And it's because there's no boundaries in their lives. You know, mm. they, they always want to be free to do whatever, but then they have no guidance and no direction. It's like, sometimes you do need the walls and Mm. the closed in areas to so that you feel safe yeah yeah it's protection it's protection mm -hmm. um preservation and protection someone asked me once about boundaries and values and i said to them boundaries protect our values mm -hmm. they preserve yeah. the things that matter to us and they mm -hmm. protect our time they protect our energy they protect what we pay attention to, yeah. where we focus our energy. Um, so yeah, they're, they're critical. And, and like I said, we get to determine when, where, and how we flex them and with mm. whom we flex them. Because I like, I have routines and schedules and I used to be someone that very much liked to just kind of be free and not pin down. My life did not work when I lived that, like that. Yeah. So now I have many more routines and habits and I have a schedule but I schedule free time mm -hmm. and I schedule time where I don't need, where I choose not to have so many boundaries, you know, boundaries aren't rigid. We get to, we get to decide what our boundaries are and, and what they're not. So what does it mean to be a self-centered woman? Uh, so I, I wrote this program based on my own journey mm. And my journey, I think, from being what well, I know from being a people pleaser to being what I call a self-centered woman, which is about, and, and it's a play on words, as you probably guessed, and the people that it tends to make uncomfortable are the people that tend to need it. It's about being centered in ourselves. It's not about being selfish. And, and a lot of what I do in my work is reframing this idea of being selfish. Mm. So a self-centered woman has an internal locus of control. She's focused on what's going on for her, not mm -hmm. what's going on for everybody else. She's able to recognize and meet her needs or ask for her needs to be met. She has mastery over her emotions. She's, she's able to identify mm -hmm. and feel and process her emotions appropriately. Um, so mastery over emotions doesn't mean not having them, but it means being in touch with them. 
mm. and being able to, like I say, process them mm. and articulate them appropriately. She has boundaries. She has a strong sense of who she is. She has a focus for her life and she's mm. moving towards her own goals. She's right. clear on her values. She's clear on the things that matter to her and she's creating a life on her terms. She's empowered, but she's also kind and compassionate and still available to others and able to be present for others, but not at the expense of herself. So that's what I call a self-centered woman and the program that I've developed, which is a a three-month program with a further three months of support is designed to help women live more in that way because a lot of women are very focused on other people and what other people need and being selfless. um, And it doesn't doesn't work. Life just doesn't work that way despite popular belief. Yeah, because it, you keep pouring out of your cup and some mm. point that cup is empty. So yeah. you definitely have to be able to to have that self-care, to understand what it is that is important. I, I always find that knowing myself and and taking care of myself allows me to be more in tune with other what other people might need. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, it goes to the golden rule, right? Yeah, we have to we have to fill our own cup first. And if you think about it, if you're on a flight, and this is so counterintuitive, especially if you're a parent, if you're on a mm-hmm. flight and the oxygen mask comes down and the stewardess mm-hmm. says to you, put your own oxygen mask on before you help someone else. And that's because we can't help somebody else if we're not right. breathing. You know, we, we need to be able to take care of ourselves first mm-hmm. and then give from that overflow. It's energy in, mm-hmm. it's energy out. It's really simple. So in, in that regard, what is the cost? What do we pay for living with those boundaries? If we have weak boundaries, you know, if, if we don't have that, that centered piece, what is the mm-hmm. cost? The cost is really high. Uh, the cost is things like burnout, it's mm-hmm. stress, it's anxiety, it's toxic relationships, it's anger, it's resentment, it's blame. It's not a great place to be in. You know, when we have boundaries, we're much more, we have much more mastery over our time, our energy, our freedom, all of those things. So the cost of, of weak boundaries is high. And, and like you said, you know, people people will be in pain and, and they suffer and, and they think, well, why is my life not working? And often it's because they just don't have boundaries and they're unable to have conversations with people, hard conversations. They're unable to prioritize mm-hmm. themselves and, and take care of themselves because they're focusing on others. So the next question, I have a follow-on question, but I'm going to ask this first. Mm-hmm. And we touched on this. Are boundaries selfish? Yeah, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Boundaries are, like I said before, I'm just thinking about this. Boundaries are critical for Mm -hmm. the health of our relationships. And we've been led to believe something else with the kind of Hollywood idea mm. of romance. And, and I think that's a lot of where it comes from, you know, being mm. selfless 
giving to other people and that to take care of yourself is selfish. But that's built on the idea that if we take care of others, if we're constantly putting other people first, Mm -hmm. well, then surely they'll take care of us. Mm-hmm. But life doesn't work that way. We have mm-hmm. something that's called self-responsibility. Mm-hmm. And to not take responsibility for ourselves and to expect others to take mm-hmm. responsibility for our needs, that's selfish. It's, so it's not selfish to have boundaries. It's not selfish to take care of yourself because when you do that, you're taking the pressure off other people. Mm-hmm. And it's unfair to expect other people to be able to read your mind, take care of your needs. I have, I have friends of mine. I had a friend not long ago ring me up and she said, Claire, I've committed to this thing, but I can't do it. I'm really sorry. And I said, it's fine. You know, I'm the boundaries woman. This is what I do. I want to mm-hmm. be, I want you to feel like you can say no to me. Right. You know, it's not going to change our friendship. So it's not selfish. It's, it's an act of great, care because what happens is if my friend had gone ahead with that thing then she may have felt resentful towards me for something Mm -hmm. that wasn't my fault so resentment and anger when we don't articulate our needs resentment and anger get in the way and they they make the space between two people murky you know Mm -hmm. there's all this stuff that we build up in our relationships and I'm sure you're audience your listeners will relate to when we explode about something or we get triggered about something but it's actually that the reaction is so much bigger than what Mm -hmm. is called for in the moment and it's because we've let all this other stuff pile up eat away yeah yeah Mm -hmm. but when you're able to articulate your no and often you don't even need to articulate it people get very scared about boundaries and they think that boundaries involve big hard conversations Mm -hmm. but it's actually incredibly simple and a lot of the time it's just us taking positive action for ourselves it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be a big deal and I had someone go through my better boundaries course which is my other course and she said to me, I can't believe how easy it was. I was thinking this was going to be so uncomfortable and so hard. And she said, mm-hmm. most of it is really, really simple. And I said, yeah, it is. It's, it's everyday things that are really yeah. simple, but people build it up in their mind to something really scary and it doesn't have to be. And so when people don't articulate or their needs or take care of themselves, like I say, all this stuff builds up. And it causes problems in the relationship. So boundaries are not selfish. They are an act of love for ourselves. And they're an act of love for the people that we care about. Because when we take care of ourselves, we're more able to hear other people's no and more able to honor them taking care of themselves. And that's what a healthy relationship looks like. It's not a healthy relationship isn't one where the two parties are enmeshed and things aren't spoken about and things are buried and things are hidden, that's not healthy. So my question was, there are so many of us baby boomers Mm -hmm. that our parents are now needing our care. Mm -hmm. And the whole boundaries thing, I think adds a lot of complexity, if you will, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. there's one thing when you're overtaxed and overworked with your children, 
now mm -hmm. your children are your parents mm. and that whole guilt thing that they raised mm. you they took care of you and now it's your turn to take care of them mm. but they don't really understand the whole boundaries thing you know kind of yeah. thing so i just i know so many people that get burned out that get frustrated think they're a bad person because mm. they just need a break mm. yeah it's so tough it's so tough and i totally totally understand and i think what is helpful for people in that situation is to draw a boundary around what is my enough mm -hmm. and and recognizing that that's enough. I have someone in my life at the moment who's got a parent that is unwell and needs some additional support. And there's conversations going on between people around, you know, what what is enough right now. And some people's enough is more than other people's. Yes, very true. And that doesn't make that doesn't make either one right or wrong what matters is that the parent kind of gets the support and that support can come in many different ways it doesn't mm -hmm. have to come from one person so if you're right. dealing with an elderly parent then you can say okay well i'm prepared for example i'm prepared to make meals twice a week and the rest of the week we will use a Meals on Wheels service, which is a service we have here. I don't know if you have it. We in have States. it too. Yes, we do. Yeah, so that kind of thing. So the parents getting support, <coughs> the underlying needs are being met. You know, the parent maybe needs company or the parent needs um, food or the parent needs help around the house. Those needs can be met, mm -hmm. but they don't need to be met all by the one person. And this is another unrealistic thing that we have in relationships where we think that one yeah. person should be able to meet all our needs and it's not realistic. It's like when mm -hmm. people go looking for a partner and they say, I've got to find the one, the one. And I'm like, there isn't one, there's many, there's many. Yeah. We, we all have different needs and to expect one person to meet all our needs is really unkind and it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. So what I would say to people in that situation is take the pressure off yourself and sure, work to help the parent with their needs, but right. don't put the unreasonable expectation on yourself that you should be able to meet all those needs because that's not reality and it's unkind. Well, and if you get ill, then you can't be helping that person any longer either. So Yeah, yeah. So what are simple things that our listeners can do to work to improve their boundaries, to understand their boundaries? So the thing with boundaries is there's no right or wrong. Mm -hmm. Every Everyone's going to have different boundaries. Mm -hmm. And the way that you know how your boundaries are working is by looking at the consequences of your yeah. boundaries. So often I see people online Googling things like, you know, what boundaries should I set with my housemate? What boundaries should I set with my partner? Mm -hmm. And my question is always, what boundaries do you want to set? Mm. And the way that we start is by tuning in and listening to ourselves. Yeah. So we need to get out of our heads mm -hmm. and we need to get into our bodies, into our feelings, into our instincts, because we know, we know 
when someone has crossed a boundary because we feel it we go oh that didn't feel good Mm -hmm. that didn't feel quite right I'm not (laughs) I'm not comfortable with that Mm -hmm. so then it's learning to recognize those feelings and then articulate them and they don't always need to be articulated sometimes it can be oh I don't really like that person okay I'm not going to spend so much time with them or that person makes me uncomfortable when they're around well I'm going to go somewhere else so I'm not going to talk to them at the party or I might Mm -hmm. just say hello and be courteous and then go and talk to someone else that's my boundary around that person so it's not gaslighting ourselves it's Mm -hmm. not denying our responses it's honoring them yeah and so the way yeah so the way to do that is really to tune in I always advise people to keep a boundaries journal and just write down, okay, when did I say mm-hmm. yes to something, but I meant no, what was going on for me in that moment? What could I have done differently? Or was there something that came up today where I didn't honor my feelings, where I didn't honor what was going on for me? And what was happening in that moment? Why was I perhaps giving my power away? Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, tune in, listen to your feelings, start to pay attention to what they're trying to tell you because they have an important message for you. Um, Honor them, keep a boundaries journal. And the other thing I would say is I statements if you're communicating with someone. So one of the biggest mistakes people make is that they talk with you statements. You know, Mm -hmm. you did this, you did that. Yeah. So keep the focus on yourself and use I statements mm-hmm. and start small, just really, really little things. Don't go in too heavy, too, too quickly. Yeah. Build up the confidence. So what are some common mistakes that people make whenever they start on this journey to set their boundaries? Uh, one of the mistakes is using you statements rather than mm-hmm. I statements. Another mistake is telling everyone what they're doing. So going around, <laughs> I'm going to set a boundary. I'm setting boundaries now. <laughs> Just telling, <laughs> announcing their boundaries to everyone. It's really funny when people do that. And I'm probably a bit guilty. I was a bit guilty <laughs> that when I started. And I remember when I kind of, I talk about finding my no. And when yeah. I found it, I was like a two-year-old, you know, just going around <laughs> saying no to everything because I was so excited. <laughs> Uh, so that's that's kind of some of the common stuff um I would say the other thing is they let the guilt I'm just thinking here they let the guilt overpower them and change their mind so when you start finding your no and when you start learning to set boundaries guilt is often a natural part of that and that doesn't mean that what you're doing is wrong So it's kind of about learning to lean into the guilt a little bit and just recognize, oh, my body's giving me a sign Mm. to go back into safety. And this is where we have to learn to read our body signals because that's a signal. Some signals we are kind of a a warning Mm. and some signals are a protection mechanism. And I guess they're both protection mechanisms, but they happen in a different way. So it can be our subconscious going, well, you're stepping out of your comfort zone here. This is not safe. We're going to go back. Because often what happens is people will say, for example, 
someone says to you, can you feed my cat this weekend? And your first response is, are you kidding me? I've got so much on this weekend. I can't do it. Right. So that's the boundary. That's your immediate response is it's a no. That's information. It's a no. Can't do it. But then what we often do, this is really common, um, people-pleasing behavior. We then go, oh, but, you know, she's really busy and she's got a lot on and her mom's not well. And, you know, this is her one weekend away. I really should do it. I should, you know, aren't we meant to help others? I'm being really selfish. It's just this one time. And we start to talk ourselves Mm. out of our natural reactions. Right. And so I think it's about recognizing that that's going to happen mm-hmm. and doing it anyway. Yeah. So not letting yourself talk yourself out of your experience because <laughs> then you feed the cat and you feel resentful and you feel yes. angry at the neighbor, even though they've done nothing wrong. Right. So Yeah. So it's just about recognizing, Oh, there goes my self talk. Or if, you, <laughs> and, then, and then if you say to the neighbor, I'm really sorry, I can't this weekend, but do ask me again. Now's just not a good time. I hope you find someone. Yeah. And then, maybe the guilt kicks in and then you're doubting yourself. Oh, I should have said, I should have said, yes, I'm a terrible person, blah, 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 blah. All the stuff that goes through the mind, just recognize it and go, this is new behavior. This is normal. I took care of myself and just honor yourself. Um, and don't fall back in, don't fall back into that, that safety. I think yeah. we could do a whole segment on other people telling us, you know, what we're doing that strays us, makes us doubt, makes us question and makes the journey so much more difficult than it needs to. Mm -hmm. It is time for rapid fire. Okay. Let's do it. Signs of codependency. Signs of codependency. Me constantly needing other people's approval and Mm. validation. (laughs) That constant self doubt. And when other people change their behavior in some way or do something that's unexpected, you start making it about you. What did I do wrong? Did I offend them? Did I upset them? What must they think about me? So that constantly worrying about other people. focusing on other people and um, whatever I said before, which I've forgotten now. It sounds like people pleasing and codependencies are like sisters or something. Yeah. People pleasing is a sign of codependency. Definitely. Mm. And, and losing, losing yourself in relationships is a massive one, a massive one. You, you fall in love with someone or you fall in love really quickly. And I use Mm -hmm. the word love in speech marks um, and you completely lose yourself. You abandon Mm -hmm. your circle, your friends, and you become completely enmeshed in this relationship. Codependency is where you don't know where you end and another person begins. Yeah. Yeah. So we talked about people pleasing, but there are pitfalls. Just give us, the two big ones. <laughs> the, the pitfalls of people pleasing, mm. loss of self. Yeah. Um, and loss of self-esteem. This is yeah. the paradox of people pleasing, right? We, we look to other people for validation, for approval, for safety. And in the process, we abandon ourselves. Mm. And, you know, the phrase is self-worth, self-respect, self-esteem, self-love, all have self 
yeah. in front of them. Yeah. They don't have other. So when we when we people please, we lose ourselves and we lose all of those, we lose self-respect, we lose self-love, we lose self-care, mm. we, we lose all of those things. So we, we're kind of, this is a paradox that we abandon mm. ourselves to gain approval from others. And that's one of the reasons why I, I think this so fits with my confidence podcast, because you can't have confidence if you're constantly worried about somebody else and what they think and what, yeah. you know, what they're going to say to you. Yeah. Can you get burnout to boundaries or balance? Can you get from burnout to boundaries? Yeah. Can you go from burnout to having boundaries and balance? Is it, is it achievable? Definitely. Definitely. It's definitely achievable because I've done it. What I would say is about balance mm -hmm. is that it's a constant dance. Yeah. So a friend of mine is a movement teacher. I'm also a movement teacher. That's where the teacher comes in, mm -hmm. um, a yoga, a meditation teacher, as well as a coach. And my friend said once, we're not balanced, we're balancing. And I loved that because I think it's really true. I don't think, well, I'm confident that we're never actually perfectly balanced all the time. It's not reality. But we can definitely go from burnout to balancing and to having more control over our lives, over our time, over our energy, over how we show up. Um, and I know it because I've done it. I, I lived without boundaries. I lived in a perpetual state of burnout and things not working um, and people pleasing and codependency and all of those things. Mm -hmm. And I found my way out, which is why I now do the work that I do to help yeah. other women find their way out of it too. So we hear a lot about, and especially before COVID, the work-life balance in corporate. I spent 27, well, more than that, but in the last company, 27 years. And that was still always a big thing of work-life balance. How are boundaries and self-centered women able to um, coexist with work-life balance? Yeah, it's a great, it's a great question. Well, I think if you want work-life balance, then you definitely need boundaries and you definitely need to be a self-centered woman. And the way that we can have a career, a successful career for a long period and not burn out is through boundaries. And, and this is one of the things that, that kind of really surprises people is that I think when they have an employer, and a lot of people struggle with authority, right? Mm -hmm. So they think that when they have an employer, that employer is their master. Mm -hmm. And that when they go to work, they are to hand over their power to their employer. Yeah. But like anything, it's a relationship. And what I'm seeing a lot in the world is there's <clears> a huge <throat> amount of burnout. I think something like over 50% of Australians mm -hmm. burned out during the pandemic. Yeah. So that tells me, that there's 40 something percent that didn't burn out. And I would love to find out if that 40 something percent have boundaries and that's what protected them. Because we don't need, we should never give our power away mm -hmm. to anybody. Definitely not our employer. It's a partnership. And one of the ways that the corporate world is working at the moment 
and this might be a very controversial view, but the corporate world is surviving at the expense of the goodwill and the care of its employees who are burning out. Mm. And if there is too much work, if there is too much work for one person, that's a management problem. It's not an employee problem. And one of the things I coach people on is having conversations with their manager and being able to push back because people think that they can't push back. People mm -hmm. think if I push back, I'm going to be fired. I'm not going to be a team player. I'm going to be overlooked for promotion. All these things are going to happen if I speak up. So I need to work later and later and later to get all this work done. But then what happens is, and this was my experience, what happens is you don't perform effectively. Mm. And one of the things that you need to be able to do, and you would know this, Vicky, as a leader, is you need to be able to speak up. You need to be able to have hard conversations. You need to be able to say no. You need to be able to push back on things. And so the one thing that people fear will cost them in their career is actually the one thing that will probably help them progress mm -hmm. if it's done well, yeah. if it's done appropriately. And that's how you keep this work-life balance and, and detaching a little bit. You know, I used to make my career everything. And then I had to, through boundaries and through the work that I did mm -hmm. in my recovery journey from people-pleasing and burnout, was learned to just detach a little bit from my work and not, I got a lot of my identity through my work. So I had to kind of let that go and that recognize and recognize that my self-worth does not come through what I do. It's inherent within me. And that mm -hmm. enabled me just to step back a little bit and have a healthy distance with my work. And what I found in the last 20 years of my being a manager was that the more that I took the time to listen to my people and have a build a relationship beyond the, this is your task, but get to really know them, mm -hmm. then you have greater understanding of how you can help them set their boundaries. And mm -hmm. when, and when the boundaries are being set, you understand and you accept and you embrace that. Yeah. I, th I think that's, you know, that's why I teach to lead with your heart, your head and your hands, because you've got mm -hmm. to have, you, you just can't lead with a hammer any longer. No, no, people don't respond well to that. And I, no. I would imagine when you were in your leadership role, Vicky, I would imagine that if one of your staff came to you and said, there's a problem, you know, there's, there's too much work, there's too many priorities, I'm not going to get to all of this, what would you like me to prioritize? What's most important? Mm -hmm. I would imagine that you would embrace that mm -hmm. rather than having things fall over and things not getting done and no one communicating with you about it. Yeah, it's not the way to be. No. We are on our last rapid fire. Okay. What is the next path on your journey? Oh, good question. Well, I'm just about to make a sea change. So I'm moving out of the city of Melbourne mm -hmm. down an hour and a half down towards the coast to be a little bit closer to my family. Nice. Uh, so I would say that's my next path is, is en enjoying a different pace. You know, I, I work hard and I love what I do. 
Mm. But I'm really wanting, I'm being called to spend more time in nature and the outdoors and fresh air and yeah. And just, yeah, yeah, enjoy that part of things. I think if anything, that's one of the things COVID taught was like, you need to slow down. You Mm. need to be more grateful and Mm. you need to be more aware of family and they, you know, it's, it, they could be gone in a minute. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. This is my warning to those that are listening in and not watching the video that you should have that pencil and paper out. I will put in the information about Claire's contact information and where she can be reached in social media. So Claire Netley, that's N-E-T-T-L-E-Y can be reached at www.clairenetley.com. That's C-L-A-I-R-E-N-E-T-T-L-E-Y.com. So check out her website. She is on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Just search by her name. You will find her. And I'm going to turn it over to Claire right now to talk to you about what she has for you as a gift. Yes. So I have a couple of things. If you jump on the website, go to clairenetley.com, you will be able to access a free 30 minute masterclass. And if you feel like you don't have 30 minutes, then this is probably perfect for you on um, why you struggle to own your boundaries and how to start speaking your truth. And with that masterclass, you will also get a free ebook, uh, How to Be a Boundaries Badass and Keep Your Friends. So you'll enjoy those two free gifts. So jump on there and yeah, come follow me on Instagram. I'm at Claire underscore Netley. And if you'd like to have a conversation, just DM me the word boundaries and we can chat. Very good. Very good. So please go to her website and again, the gift is at her website slash better dash boundaries dash masterclass. But if you go to her website, I'm sure you'll be able to find quickly uh, that 30 minute boundaries masterclass. And here's the time where I can say thank you so much for a wonderful conversation. As I said, we could have a whole nother half hour on the, the various ways that we have for um, dealing with the being in the office, being, you know, people now working from home, all of my mm-hmm. entrepreneurs out there thinking they uh, are, are working nonstop and mm-hmm. what boundaries are you putting in to help you not get burned out, not get Zoom fatigue? And- so, yeah, so for me, it's kind of um, limiting my screen time, getting outside, turning off screens at a certain time of night and having downtime, having time away from screens. We're not designed to be sitting all day staring at a screen. So making sure I move and get fresh air, take my dog for a walk, yeah, yeah get outside. Well, I'd love to um, say thank you very much for being such a wonderful guest. You gave us great tips. You gave us great insights and um, are providing wonderful tools for our audience. And again, I want to encourage everyone to please go to Claire's website, check out the gift, check out uh, what she has out there. And if you are feeling at all that you need some help setting boundaries and becoming that self-centered, proud of it woman, Mm -hmm. please 
visit Claire's website. As always, I end with reminding everyone that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nethling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nethling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.